This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, all right, so let's get into it, John. Like we, we've got, I know that Brandon Cooks is a huge topic. This game on Thursday, I don't know how big a topic it is, but I think the melding of baseball and football in the same night in the stadium is a huge topic. So I think we can probably, you and I can, can, can pigeonhole these topics into the pregame six-pack for Thursday. And I'll call it a mix of just battle red day at the stadium, but just we'll call it overall Houston sports day on Thursday because it should be a – a pretty lively day with the Eagles coming to town to face the Texans and the Astros in Philadelphia to face the Phillies. So let's do sort of a combo six pack, whatever it is you want to do. And we can mix in some of these topics, John. Uh, so three for you, three for me. And then we got some for real or Fugazi that we're going to do as well as we always do on a Thursday. So let's start it off with you. What is your storyline person or wrinkle to watch for over the next 24 hours? Uh the only positive thing I see about the Texans game is the unveiling of their battle red helmets, which was when we all saw them in preseason, it got universal praise for that helmet. Now, will the helmet take, keep them from getting beat by 30 or 40? Maybe, maybe they'll put it on. It'll be like, they'll be like Clark Kent going into a phone booth, but I doubt it. Not after that pitiful effort they gave, against the Titans and Derrick Henry. And uh, so if I had to pick one thing I'm looking forward to, going to a stadium where half the crowd will be Phillies fans watching a baseball playoff, baseball watching the World Series on their on their cell phones during mm-hmm. the game, which is going to be crazy seeing it like that. That that part, the atmosphere interests me the most because the game's going to be a blowout. Yeah, I the the crazy part is going to be the the different factions of people in the stadium cheering for things going on two thousand miles away in a baseball game. You know that's going to happen, John. There's going to be there's going to be pockets of cheers at various times throughout the night that have nothing to do with what's going on on the field. It's going to be one of the strangest things. And we had. Uh, we had Doug Vosick, the VP of marketing on our show today. I'm Payne and Pendergast. Seth and I had him on. And the, the Texans do plan on, on having TVs out in the concourse that are set to the World Series game. You know, wow, they- that's great. I thought there's no way they could do that. John Lopez said they would. I think that is so classy yep. for the Texans to do. They kind of need, you know, and the way Doug positioned it, it made sense because, you know, you know from being around the team throughout training camp and really throughout this season, is they've really kind of leaned into the unity of Houston sort of thing. You know, like leaning into 
H-Town and Houston and really tried to get back to being, you know, kind of woven into the fabric of the town. And they made, you know, Doug made it pretty clear in that conversation, like, hey, we, you know, we, we're, we support all the teams and the teams also, you know, the teams all support each other. So I, I'm with you. I, I was a little surprised. I was happy to hear that. I, you know, I wonder, I wonder what that's going to look like or feel like in the stadium. Like, a, you know, the concourse is going to feel like a gigantic sports bar. Um, or, you know, are people going to, you know, largely sit in their seats and watch on their phones and just watch on the TV in the concourse when they're going to get beer or whatever. I think it's going to be fascinating to, uh, I think it's going to be fascinating to watch. Um, my first one in our pregame six pack is the Brandon Cook situation. And we know that he didn't get traded at the trade deadline earlier this week. Three minutes after the trade deadline, he tweeted something to the effect of he's been asked to cover lies it would appear for the team. I don't have the exact tweet in front of me. I probably should um, just to just, just so I'm not misquoting him or anything like that. Um, but the, a very uncooks like thing to, uh, to tweet out. Yeah, here we go. Um, don't take a man's kindness for granted covered for the lies for too long. Those days are done. Cross the line with playing with my career. So there's a lot to unpack with that tweet. Um, I don't think there's a ton to unpack with Thursday. My guess is Cooks is going to play on Thursday night, even though he didn't practice yesterday for <clears throat> personal reasons. But uh, John, when Brandon Cooks next speaks, does he does he refer back to the? He's going to be asked about that tweet. What do you think he winds up saying? First of all, it's pretty obvious he wanted to be traded. As far as the lies, that's what I. Can't wait to see what he says. Remember, he's very close with Jack Easterby. Oh, yeah. He's, Easterby played a huge role in convincing Bill O'Brien to give up a low two to get him, and I thought it was a good deal. They had 2,000-yard receivers for uh, Deshaun Watson and then Tyrod Taylor and Davis Mills. This year, he's off to a bad start as the entire offense is under new play caller Pep Hamilton. And I don't blame him for wanting out. Maybe Casario told him, I'm talking to several teams, got a good chance, but they didn't want to pick up. Uh, they didn't want to pick up that $18 million guarantee next year. And you would have thought that's been going on for a couple of weeks. And um, I wasn't surprised. You and I have said on this, on our talk shows, and we've said on this podcast, we did not think he was going to be traded. And one reason was Nico Collins could be out several more games. And if you got rid of Cooks and you got uh, you got Dorsett, Phil Dorsett and Chris Moore as your starter, Jalen Camp off the practice squad as your third receiver, Davis Mills and Pat Hamilton need help in the passing game and getting rid in losing and getting rid of your two top receivers makes no sense. Unless of course you're tanking to get the first pick and they may not need to tank. They're bad enough to do it. I saw somebody on one of the shows or Reddit accuse them of tanking. I said, you realize who the Texans are? My God, a lot of people picked them to be the worst team in the league. And how stupid do you and I look picking them to win six games? John, why'd the you, over why'd under you... was Four and a half, and I yeah. saw somebody go with an under. I thought they were morons. Yeah. There's still 10 games left, John. We're mathematically still in this thing. That's what yeah, I choose, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. I choose to, choose to believe. After the game, when the media asked him about his quotes, I do not think for a second that he is going to respond. I think he's going to have talked to Lovey Smith, probably Nick Casario, and uh, 
he'll have a different a different say or he'll do like he did with the trade he just won't talk about it okay well we'll talk more about cooks when we get to i have a for real or fugazi related to cooks that we'll get to i guess john just to put, kind of put a bow on this and I, as it pertains to the game on thursday my guess is i cooks is suiting up right like cooks is playing he's if he playing. doesn't it's cost him a whole lot of money yeah well i don't mean him holding out like i don't i just mean yeah i i don't know um but uh uh as far as cooks go i don't know john it sounds like you kind of feel bad for cooks that he didn't get traded I feel bad. Yeah, I feel bad. If I was him, I'd want out of here. Yeah, no. I mean, who okay, wouldn't but... want out of here? I don't feel bad for him. Okay. I mean, okay. he's making nineteen. He's making eight thirty nine. Thank you. Over two years. Okay. I don't feel bad for him, but really, I feel bad for anybody playing for this team because it's so pathetic after that uh, exhibition we saw on Sunday. I'm yeah. so down on the Texans right now. I can't believe it. Yeah, no, I know you are really down on this. I don't blame you. I mean, you're really down on the Texans. I here's my my feelings on Cooks, John. Is he signed a contract in April? Like he he signed the contract in April, and it's and granted they're bad and they're worse than you and I thought they would be, and so on. But it's not like he signed a contract with a team that just made a run to the AFC title game or something. He signed <laughs> that deal in April. He signed it April seventh, two thousand twenty-two. When he signed that deal, he knew Lovey Smith was the coach. He knew that Pep Hamilton was the OC. He knew that Davis Mills was a quarterback. He knew Nick Casario was a GM. Hell, he said multiple times during the summer that Nick and Lovey were two big reasons why he signed that contract extension. So the, clearly it appears part of this is over his boy Jack getting fired, which I would say, man up, it's the NFL. People get fired all the time. Stop being such a baby. I would say the same thing to Kamu Gruzier Hill. Stop being such a baby about if, if that's the reason, if Jack is the reason. Um, by the way, if he is the reason that Cook signed the extension, who forget that it's Easterby and he, it's a totally weird situation. Like, who signs with a team because of the executive vice president of football operations? You know what I mean? I don't. I think they're friends, but I don't think that had anything to do with it. Yeah, I think he thought the team was going to be better under Lovey, and Mills was going to pick up suck. where he left off last year. Yeah, and he thought Pep was going to do a good job as the coordinator and the yeah. play caller, and every, everybody thought that. And none of it's happened. They've been nope. horrible. He's, they've been horrible. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, John, you got anything else you want to throw into the six pack here? Pre-game six pack? Uh, yeah. Davis Mills, who's coming off the second worst performance of his career. The first one was forgiven because it was in Buffalo last year when it's terrible weather and the Bills were a great team. And this one, until that last drive when they went 90 yards, he had this he the second worst rating of his career and he was terrible passing game was terrible and he and pep hamilton have to share in it he's going to be on national tv even though it's uh going to be streamed by amazon and he has to play better people i talked to in nashville they they said it wasn't the same quarterback saw it in the last Last year, and I said, well, he still works hard. He's still a great guy. He's still tough. He still wants to do well. And so there's been one change, and that's the offensive coordinator and play caller. And uh, he's got to play better. I thought he should have been benched when it was 10-3 to 3 
for Kyle Allen, and they still had a chance to win. They didn't do it. And I think if he plays against the Eagles as badly as he did against the Titans, he should take a seat on the bench and they should play Kyle Allen for a while, bring back Mills at some point, and see if what happened to him last year going to the bench helps him this year. Yeah, I, if, if there is any need to bench Davis Mills at this point in the season, then I don't even care about him coming back at some point. Like, I don't. I don't need a second go round of Mills needing to watch from the sidelines to become a better quarterback. Like it, 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 we're wasting time at that point, you know, with Davis Mills. I, 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 and I'm, and by the way, John, like there were people out there saying you can't trade cooks because then you won't be giving Davis Mills the best possible chance to be evaluated by the Texans. I, I'm beyond that. I've seen enough. Like he's not, he's not the guy I'm, I'm done. Like he can start the next 10 games. I don't care. But I, I, they don't need to be accommodating him. You know what I mean? They don't need to be making any moves that don't involve him, that don't directly involve him. They don't need to be making moves with him in mind. You know, with, well, how does this affect Davis Mills? Oh, well, maybe if we bench Davis Mills, but bring him back later and he gets a chance to watch. No, if he needs to get benched for the second year in a row, then he's not the guy. He can be the backup next year to whoever the, the, the guy is that they draft. He can be the backup for the next two years play out his rookie contract, and then some, Then he can be the next Kyle Allen. You know, he can go to some team and be the backup. Well, they have, they want to win. I mean, they're still trying to win every game, and they've had a chance to win every game except Tennessee, and now they're not going to have a chance in the fourth quarter to beat the Eagles, who are just too good. But when you want to win and he's your best quarterback, you don't do things that are going to make him worse. Um, so I keep thinking how the guy in the last five games have three ratings of at least 100 had nine touchdowns, two interceptions. He won one game. He came close on two others. What's happened to him. Could he get it back? Mm -mm. And I don't think he can get it back. He was coming off his best game against the Raiders, but he had it last year and there's no denying it. It wasn't somebody else playing for him and it wouldn't surprise me one bit. If, uh, well, he's not going to get cut. If he ever got cut, no. Tennessee would go after him. But he's coming off his best game against the Raiders. And uh, and then all of a sudden he plays his worst game of the season by far. Did you say Tennessee will go after him? They go after everybody else. <laughs> it's true. It's true. All right, uh, pregame six-pack. My next one, John, the Texans run defense, which was is throughout the season, as you like to point out, pathetic with a capital uh, – with a capital entire, the word pathetic, size 72 font, all caps. Um, this is going to be an interesting one because the Eagles are a really good team at running the football, but they do it differently than a team like the Titans Titans does. You know, they do, they, they're probably more like the, the Bears with Justin Fields at quarterback where they've got some things mixed in for Jalen Hurts and they've got some, some other good elements to the game. I guess the big difference with the Eagles is unlike the Bears, they're actually a good football team with a good offensive line, with weapons on the outside, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard at tight end. And I, you know, are the Texans going to go out in run defense and have another effort like they had against the Bears and against the Raiders and against the the, the Titans last week? Um, This is not setting up well, and the schedule doesn't set up well for this run defense because I don't think this is anything that can get fixed this season. Oh, absolutely not. It hasn't been fixed for three seasons. I don't think it's going to be fixed in one one off season. It's just impossible. you got too many needs. One of the things interesting, Hurts uh, has got six rushing touchdowns, 10 passing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
Malik Willis, they didn't worry about him throwing the ball. They worried about him running, and they didn't need to because Derrick Henry did all the running. I think this game be over by halftime, and I think Hertz will want to go in the locker room and watch his favorite baseball team, the Astros, <laughs> no matter what he'll tell people in Philadelphia about the Phillies. But you mentioned A.J. Brown, who torched the Texans so many times with the Titans. Now he doesn't play him twice a year. He's going to play him once every eight years. And he's coming off three touchdown performance in which he averaged 26 yards per catch in their in their waylaying of the Steelers in the battle for Pennsylvania. So I think watching Derek Stingley go against Topper's receivers is good. It's fun. It's good for his indoctrination into the NFL. So my last one would be Derek Stingley Jr. Going against A.J. Brown. I don't know if it'll be all over the field or just when they're on the same side. But that's one of the few positive things I can think about this game. And even though I don't expect Stingley to win many battles, Stingley's obviously got talent. And we know Brown's had talent because we've seen it. So that's a matchup I'm really excited to see. Yeah, I am too. I I was thinking about using Stingley as one of mine in the pregame six-pack. John, my last one is going to be a completely selfish one. And this is for the audience that's going to be watching at home on Amazon. And I would say to watch the intro to the telecast. I've not been able to watch one yet this year. I've watched the games on Amazon, but I haven't sat down and watched the entire telecast from beginning to end. But I guess the intro to the broadcast on Amazon um, includes, typically includes uh, footage from the top local radio show doing their show. And NFL Films was in studio with me and Seth on Tuesday this week, filming us talking about the Texans and the Eagles also filming us talking about the presence of the world series as a backdrop to that game in the stadium and whatnot, basically just in studio filming us having our hot takes on the game, but we are going to be part of the intro package leading into the game. Seth as you should be because yeah. you are just, you're the highest rated morning show in Houston and you're coming off a record since you guys have been paired together when it comes to ratings. So it's a natural that uh, Amazon would want to talk to you guys. And I also thank Amy Pausick, the former VP of communications of uh, Texans, who is, has that position with Amazon. They probably talked to her about it. And she said, there's no doubt. It's got to be pain and Pendergast. I appreciate that, John. Yep. We cracked the four share. We, we, we got a 4.1. We cracked that magic four number in the rating. So that was very, very exciting. Um, all right, so that's our pregame six-pack right there, and that's kind of a combo of a bunch of things. <laughs> As the season rolls on, they become less about X's and O's when it comes to the Texans because they just ain't winning football games. But still, plenty of storylines. Brandon Cooks made it saucy this week. All right, John, you want to play a little for real or fugazi for a few here? You know what's replacing X's and O's? What? Capital L. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Draft talk will be here soon enough, John. Can't um, wait. Yep, me too.